Almost 90% of women have cellulite. And guess what? It's not their fault. We don't choose cellulite, but we can choose a different way to treat it. Meet Quo, Collagenase Clostridium Histolyticum, AAES, the first and only FDA-approved prescription injectable for moderate to severe cellulite in the buttocks of adult women. This non-surgical treatment is injected by an aesthetic specialist in 10 minutes or less. Individual results may vary. Do not receive if you are allergic to any collagenase or ingredients in Quo or have an infection at the treatment site. May cause serious side effects, allergic reactions, including anaphylaxis and injection site bruising. Seek medical help right away for any signs of allergic hypersensitivity. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions, if you have a bleeding condition or take medicine that prevents clotting. Most common side effects include bruising, pain, hardness, itching, redness, discoloration, swelling, and warmth at the injection site. Ask your doctor about all possible side effects and for product information. If you're ready to get to the bottom of your cellulite, learn more and find a specialist at Quo.com. Somebody wants to suck your dick when you're 20 years old, you make a lot of exceptions. I had a boyfriend that sat down and peed. What'd you think of tonight's cocaine versus last night's cocaine? Yeah, yeah, I'm still using the term winning. I believe you guys have never talked about this, this- either. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you are here. Stoked you're in the mix joining the show for episode 74. Um, As always, let me give out the ways you can contact us. Email us, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. That's anything, any sort of, you want to go long form. And by long form, I mean like a short paragraph. I mean like three sentences or four pops and no, don't try to make any jokes because those don't work. Um, but yeah, email us mailbag at the baller Um, you can leave us a voicemail, preferably if you're drunk or if you're a police officer with a drunk in your car, that's always fun. Um, voicemail is nine, four, nine, four, six, four T B L S the baller lifestyle. We like getting your voicemails. And uh, as always, I encourage you to go to iTunes and like, rate our show, leave a comment. That stuff actually does get noticed. And we want to like, I mean, it would be my dream to like get on a, on the page, like the front page of iTunes where people could actually, or, you know, get among the top sports shows or whatever, pop culture. I guess we're a sports show. We're a sports show. Um, and... As always, I implore you to join the conversation with us on Facebook. Facebook, search the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. You have to put the Baller Lifestyle Podcast because some other douche has the Baller Lifestyle. Remind me to check on that. I'm going to see what he's doing with it. But yeah, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Join the conversation there. Um, Let's get it started. As always, joining me is co-host of the program, Ed Daly. Ed, how you doing, buddy? Uh, Pretty well. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing excellent. Uh, anything Anything we need to check in with you about? Uh, just another disturbing Facebook request. I, I, this is like the second time in a month that From, a random Ed Daly has given. Not the baby. Right. That was another thing. Right. Another uh, Somebody named uh, Eddard, E-D-D-A-R-D, Daly. Just just friend. Like, is this... Am I Am I about to be killed? Somebody is is doing the John the Sarah Connor thing, right? Yeah, that's yes, that's a little weird. Um, why although, why are people trying to accumulate as many Ed Dailies as possible? I mean, yes, there 
hasn't been another Edward born, as we've determined. Like the last Edward besides you. Yeah, yeah, it was born sometime in the late 50s. Um, (laughs) But so maybe they're like trying to reach out and like start a clan of Ed Dailies, like just to hold on. I don't want to be a part of guys named Ed. No. There's a a Brian Beckner that lives near me. Uh And one of my friends was was coaching a little league game and he uh he like went out to home plate yeah. and he, and the umpire's like he's like hey I'm Brad and the and the umpire's like hey nice to meet you I'm Brian Beckner and <laughs> my buddy Brad's like whoa he's like are you serious and he's like yeah what and he's like have you heard of the other Brian Beckner and he's like yeah actually just somebody just asked me that the other day so me, me and another Brian Beckner who I think might be a chiropractor we're we're circling each other like in like he lives in my small little suburban enclave. We, there's potential. You're on, a, you're on a collision course. Yeah, there's a potential we could become Facebook friends. Wow. You and all the Ed Dailies and me no. and all the Brian Beckners. See, I won't. This was like a guy in England or Scotland. It's a little weird. You got to find out what they want. Yeah, what's your angle, buddy? <laughs> yeah, what's your... what? What? What's the end game here? Maybe he's like, "Are you me?" Like, is this yeah. me? Are you are you an imposter of me? Very like, strange. This is very, very odd. I, I just don't I don't want to. I'm curious, but at the same time, I don't I don't want to get too close because th- these people who are just friend requesting based on name are probably very unstable. Yeah, there's the serial killer for sure. They're yeah. they're you know what he's looking to do is he's looking to inhabit your he's is looking he, to steal. Oh, your is soul he doing or, is he, or is he doing one of those uh what was that Matt uh Mr. Ripley thing? Oh, right. The talented Mr. Ripley. Maybe, maybe he's trying to take over my life. That's actually a pretty good movie. I watched that not that long ago. And it is that that's a good, good movie. Go out, go out. And if you haven't seen that, the talented Mr. Ripley. I haven't Ripley. seen it since the theaters, but I remember liking it. Yeah, it was on, it was on Netflix. It's, it's worth a rewatch. It's pretty good. Despite the presence of Paltrow. Yeah. yeah. Warning. You'll see Paltrow in it. Uh, okay, Ed, we have a voicemail. Our old friend from last week, Comanche Poon. The, the cop. cop, the yeah. cop, the cop has weighed in, and I'll and I'll and I'll just give you a little teaser because I listened to this already. He calls in from the squad car. Oh, have a listen. Hey guys, it's me again. I had to call to defend my uh, my Joe Buck. I, I don't actually. I, I like Joe Buck. I don't sought him out, looking for him and trying to find him. But if he's calling a game, I don't have necessarily have an issue with, with Joe Buck calling a game. Second, let's talk about uh, never met Wayne. Uh, Wayne seems like a good dude. I'm sure lots of people turn themselves their, their lives around, and I'm sure Wayne's, Wayne's a good guy. Never met Wayne. Um, maybe I'll never meet Wayne on a, on a bad circumstance. I do would like to meet uh, – that douchebag that drives around drunk in Baltimore. I wish he'd drive his drunk ass down Nashville. Okay, Ed. Few things. I, there, there's some. There was some background. Uh, you know, like uh, yes. radar stuff. I was wondering, like, he, is he just not paying attention? He's just calling us. Well, I and like th- I think shots the- fired. Offered, officer needs backup, and he's like, "Well, let me explain my love of Joe Buck." Yeah, I think they can. <laughs> I think they could uh, multitask. Although you do see that where the cop like turns the radio down. It's like, wait, don't you have to listen for that? 
but yeah, he, he wanted to, and this is what we said last week. He called in, he alluded to the fact that he was a Joe Buck fan, but like we said last week, it's impossible that anybody impossible. could be a Joe Buck fan. And he basically confirmed that where he said, I'm, I'm indifferent to Joe Buck, which is now, still surprising. I, but I, It's surprising, but I, I, I could accept that. But maybe you're supposed to just stop saying I'm a Joe Buck fan. Right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I, you're I think that's the lesson we take away from all this. Yeah. Is that you just don't brag about liking Joe Buck because it's impossible. No, it's impossible to like him unless you're being contrarian. And then, uh, okay, what else did he say? Oh, he doesn't He doesn't know Wayne in Nashville. He's our – because we have Comanche Poon who's a cop in Nashville and Wayne in Nashville who is who is served time in Nashville. But I, I like he, he, he thought the best for him. Right. He thought he, he could turn it around. And he really doesn't like – and we haven't confirmed that Chris in Maryland has called us drunk, have we? Well, he's called yes, us driving. Yes, we have. And he sounded yes. drunk. No, and he either through email or something, he did confirm because he was like, well, what am I supposed – how am I supposed to get all my stuff home, my equipment he's, home? He's a musician. From from the bar. In his defense, like driving drunk is like the – first of all, it's he's in Baltimore. I, I mean, there's not too many people driving sober in Baltimore, is there? I, I feel like it's certainly not illegal. Michael Phelps. Yeah, yeah, definitely, exactly. <laughs> okay, we also have an email. We'll see how far I get into this one. This is from our friend John of Fullerton. Eh, not too far. Uh, well, he gets in. I don't know what to do here. Hi, amigos. Getting into the BL recently, the baller lifestyle recently. It's, we're mm. 74 episodes mm. in. <laughs> Okay. Like I don't I know this guy John I, I don't know. He's he's what you call a late adopter. Apparently. Getting into the BL recently and wanted to get your thoughts on being a gentleman in today's world. Dudes used to put down their jackets over a puddle for a woman to be a gentleman. How fucking stupid is that though? It's easier to walk around the puddle and once you lay down that jacket on a puddle, it's now considered useless because you have a wet jacket. And that was the guy who famously did that, I think, was Sir Walter Raleigh. Sir Walter Raleigh. And that was the guy who pretty much introduced the Western world to cigarettes. Yeah, he's he, tobacco. That's right. Did, did he end up being beheaded or? Yeah, he got, he was, he was uh, friends with or whatever, close alliance with whoever the queen who was getting pushed out and, and the new person who came in charge. It was, it was one of those things, a power struggle. And they're like, well, let's round up all our friends. And he was one of them. Right. Okay. Well, Sir Walter Raleigh of Fullerton goes on to make a strong argument for using your jacket rather to rather than to to cover up a puddle, but he says you should lay your jacket right. down for something more gentlemanly, namely so that you can have sex with your wife or yeah. girlfriend while she's on her period. It, yeah, it becomes a little bit of a routine. <laughs> I mean... And then he talks at the end about torturing the less fortunate by taunting them with discarded clothing yes, items. Yes. I, don't, I don't... Come on. I don't know. I don't... I mean, I'm hoping it's just to be funny, but, like, it seemed like he was trying to taunt, like, homeless people with, like, leaving clothes for them to get. It's uh, it's kind of amusing, but it's too gross. I would argue that... that, that just. I would say sad. Just, it was sad. Just take that week off, guys. Just, you know, I don't, I feel like, you know, no one needs to, unless it's a new relationship, like just, or unless you're really feeling it, just take that week off. That'd be my advice. That'd be my life coaching. Uh, okay. Thanks, John. Oh, and also he says, listening to this week's, his, he has a quote or he has a comment on last week's show. He says, fuck taking kids to weddings. Well, no one takes kids to weddings. No, no one would do that. And, and children should not be invited to weddings. 
No, certainly not. I, I I didn't invite children to my wedding. Of course not. And, and there were some kids at the wedding I was at last week, and uh, I I stayed on the other side of the room. Of course. I'm not with my kids. I do not want to be around somebody else. That's right. It's, it's a kid's vacation. Okay. Here Here's another email. This is from our old friend Rome Show. Gents, we're days out from the last episode, and I'm still struggling with the idea of adults willingly going by themselves to Disney World to be around shitloads of other people's kids. I don't think there is a reasonable explanation. I would agree. Also, I get the whole Clapton rant. But to be fair, if you were to substitute the Beach Boys, I'm nodding my head in agreement just as vigorously. What up, Brian? Just saying. <laughs> Rome Show. Uh, I couldn't agree more of course, with, with Rome Good show. of Rome Show to get back to what he does best because he knows. I love the Beach Boys. He He – Getting back to what he does best, and that is taking shots at me. So good for you, Rome Show. Glad glad you're feeling all right. And <laughs> I just think I, I feel the Beach Boys hold up about as well as Charlie Chaplin films. I just I'm, I, that's so shocking to me that I can't believe anyone would think that. And I also feel like you guys have probably never heard a Beach Boys song. Certainly, well, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, that's that's a fine opinion, Ed. Uh, and then lastly, we have an email from. Faithful listener Ish, and Ish has some questions for both of us. Ed, how did you meet Michelle, and how did you propose to her? Brian, how did you meet Kate, and how did you propose to her? Ish, Ed, would you like to, you went to college, you, you, we, you've, we've already learned on the show that you pulled the roommate switch. Yeah, I, I was banging her roommate, right. um, but it was in, uh, we were studying abroad in London, Right. And, and, uh, yeah, I really did. I didn't like her roommate at all, but it was just one of those things. <laughs> I mean, that, you liked her sort of, right? She was, she was pretty unlikable. I mean, you know, she, she was, she was good enough for, for, right. right. It, I was 20 years old. Right. So somebody wants to suck your dick when you're 20 years old. Make a lot of exceptions. <laughs> um, fair enough. Yeah. I but I you know I made the switch, but like her roommate was somebody I really enjoyed talking to, and I feel like she slept a lot, like the 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 roommate. So I spent a lot of time talking to Michelle while the roommate was sleeping. Mm, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like so, this. this. Sounds like a porn. <laughs> and so we hit it off, but I I did not I did not double dip. At the sure. end of the study abroad semester, um, when we went back home, Michelle lived in like an hour away in New Jersey, and we started dating that summer. But uh, right. but uh, yeah, and I mean, how I proposed? Like I, I proposed way too young. I mean, I'm 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 a young man. I'm 39, and in a month I will be married 15 years. That's amazing. So, but you did. You probably did like a scoreboard proposal, or <laughs> I did. Fl- I did do something. Kind of, I did do something kind of cheesy because it was. It was definitely we were definitely going to get married, and she was constantly like on alert. Even though we yeah. were young, like she was on alert, and so I was like, "All right, I got to do something when it's least you know when she least expected. Like not not when we're going out to dinner or any anything where there just might be something rom- romance in the air." So we were eating Chinese food for lunch. I took a little nut and slipped it in the fortune cookie. And I was like, all right, let's get to dessert. Yeah. And she opened it up and she read the wrong fortune. I was like, uh, that's not the reaction I was expecting. And 
it was, and it was tucked further in there. I was like, well, I'll just keep reading. And then we got to it and whatever. I was 23. Yes. That's, that's, I mean, it's not ideal. It's not the most hetero of proposals I've heard, but it's, I'll, I'll give you a break. Cause you were a kid. Um, as, as for me, I met, uh, my beautiful fiance, girlfriend, Kate, fancy sauce. I met her, like I've met a lot of the important people in my life uh, via Twitter. J-Date? Twitter.com, yeah, H-Date, actually. We were both cruising H-Date. Farmers only? Trying to match our Valtrex descriptions. And uh, no, I, yeah, I met her on Twitter. We sort of followed each other and, you know, just sort of struck up a conversation one day and... Um, I didn't, you know, it was weird because I didn't, I'd never seen her. I don't think she had a picture of herself on Twitter, but I thought she was cool and I thought she was funny and we got to know. That's a, that's a, that's treacherous though. Well, I didn't, I didn't didn't even know what she looked like. But I didn't, I didn't, wasn't thinking anything romantic. I've just followed her on Twitter. Like I followed you, I know you from Twitter, you know, it was kind of the same thing. Like I'm not looking to have sex with you either. And, but then she was coming here. And she's like, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. You know, she lived across the world, Ed. She lived in Indonesia. And so she was like, hey, I'm actually going to be in L.A. And I said, hey, how maybe we go to lunch. And uh, she's that's a a good move. Yeah. And and she can pull the ripcord on lunch. Exactly. And she's like, I love lunch. So I uh, but then I I think I Googled her or she sent me a link to her Facebook or there was some way I came to to see a picture of her, many pictures of her. And I was like, whoa, like I was, I was pretty intimidated by her. She's, I thought she was attractive. And then I was like, oh, this is going to be, maybe this is a romantic thing. You know, after the lunch invite, I was like, maybe this could be something what, a little Wait, more. hang on a second. You, you just would go to lunch with a random girl if there wasn't a possibility of romance? Well, yeah, I would have lunch with a friend. Who's somebody that I'd become close friends with. Like if you called, if you texted me and said, hey, I'm going to be in town for one day in L.A. But you're not gay. You're not gay. So it's different with a dude. Right. I'm saying with a member of the opposite sex that you're interested in. Like, come on. I was probably, I'll be honest. I was probably I can tell you, if you, if, if she was just a train wreck in her pictures. Yeah. Does that lunch need to happen? I might have switched it to coffee. <laughs> and I might have been busy because L.A. is like an hour drive. Like when I went to yeah. it, that, that lunch, actually, I upgraded it because then I saw the pictures and I'm like, you know what? How about we get dinner? <laughs> I went like I didn't I didn't backtrack to coffee. I upgraded. So she was bad. It's like, let's just get some scones. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How about we just don't meet? Uh, so yeah, and then the the proposal was really just we just I had bought the ring and we were just sort of talking about like kicking around the idea. We were in bed. It was like a Sunday morning, and we were just talking about marriage. And I thought, oh, this was probably the time. And I got up and I went into the closet, into my backpack where I had hidden the ring, and I got it out and I showed it to her and I asked her to marry me. So. There you go, Ed, Ed. I'm really. That's a really good question from Ish. Yeah, he had another one too a couple weeks ago. He's 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 doing a good job, yes. keeping a brief. Yes, solid. We've we've trained Ish to be a solid contributor. Thank you for that, Ish. Uh, okay, Ed. Where this is a sports talk show, not sappy proposals, yeah. lunch dates, 
hdate.com, any of that. Uh, we're talking sports. What is going on in the world of sports, Ed? Massachusetts State Police found an abandoned 2011 Mercedes Maybach at in the median of Route 495 Sunday morning in Foxborough, Massachusetts. That car happened to be registered to New England Patriots linebacker Brandon Spikes. Spikes claimed he had hit a deer. Coincidentally enough, three people in nearly the same place reported being rear-ended by an unknown vehicle at the same time. The Pats swiftly released the former Florida Gator. Brian, my question to you is this. Do you think Spike's firehose-sized dong played any role in his inability to stay in his lane Sunday morning? I, I think, yes. It could throw off your equilibrium. Like, if you get a rush of blood, like if your penis, first of all. I mean, think of which side it falls to, the gas pedal side. Like, you could be well, in no, trouble. here's what happens. First of all, I knew, I, I know the only reason you brought up this story was so you could talk about the time you saw the guy. Brandon Spike's dong at a urinal. He, He's the reason. I, I really haven't been next to celebrities, but when we first brought it up, I don't know, a year ago, he was the guy. He was. It was uh, October '09 against LSU. Right. Gators were in town. We went to a boys' weekend. We did New Orleans, and then one day in Baton Rouge, and we were at like a Hyatt or some, somewhere where the Gators team was staying. And in the lobby uh, men's room. Sure enough, Brandon Spikes was right there, and I took a peek, and I I almost passed out. It was it was substantial. It, yes, yes. So, well, that's the only reason I know who Brandon Spikes is, is because you've seen his dog, which I believe you've described as either a Chips Ahoy sleeve or a Pringles can. Yeah, it was Pringles. Yeah, can. Pringles can. Pringles. Um, I well, here's what happened. Well, first of all, I've I've only urinated next to two athletes to that I. Recall was Spud Webb, one of them? No, Spud Webb was not. I urinated close, though. I urinated next to um, pro snowboarder Sean White. Sean White, right? Who is? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize I was peeing next to him until after we were both done and walking away. He, and he's he's a ginger. He's too. a ginger, but he had he had like his hood on, I think, to sort of shield his identity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, he's like five three, so I th- yeah. I thought you it got was a, a lot chi- of, lot of things going against. I thought it was a child next to me, right? But right. I'm sure he's a really good dude. I don't want to I don't want to disparage him, but I didn't I didn't look at his dong. He's he seems nice enough, but I, that's not the one I'd be looking. No. For. And then another time, I urinated next to um, famous Yankee Slayer Luis Gonzalez. Lugo. He, not a small, I mean, I didn't see his dong either. Um, he was pretty, ju- he was like one of those It was during guys. that time he was playing for the D-backs, and he, he's a big dude. He's probably like 6'3 or 6'4, but again, didn't check out his dong like you did Brandon Spikes. But here, here's, to sum it up, here's what happens. He, maybe he gets a text, maybe he gets like a booty call while he's driving, and he checks it out. That's true, girls aren't forgetting right. that fire hose. That's right. And he gets a little excited, and before you know it, he gets a rush of blood to his member. 
And, you know, there's only so many pints of blood in your body at any given time. It could all, all of a sudden, his heart can't pump enough blood to his brain to give it the amount of oxygen it needs to pilot a vehicle safely because it's putting it all to a place that it really needs it at that moment. Boom, the guy gets a little sleepy behind the wheel, gets a little dazed, and rear ends a car. I mean, case dismissed. Or what if he gets so turgid that it knocks the steering wheel? Well, that could happen, yeah. It it shoots straight up and bangs the wheel. I I mean, he's still got NFL money. I I think we are building a pretty compelling case for him. If he wants, I don't know what the rules are, but maybe we could be like sort of advisor sort of thing. Like we we could we could represent him. Get us on, yeah. Get us on the case. Like we could help out his team. Absolutely. Uh, Okay, excellent story, Ed. What else is going on in the world of sports? In Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final Saturday night, starting Tampa Bay Lightning goalie Ben Bishop removed himself twice in the third period of a one-goal game, once with 13 minutes left and again with seven minutes left in the game. It has been widely speculated that the goalie had diarrhea. Ouch. Brian, if you're feeling a case of Billy Broth coming on during the <laughs> biggest game of your night of your life, how do you not quadruple up the emodium? Yeah, absolutely. You... You drink. Di- diarrhea usually doesn't sneak up. Like, I feel like you feel it coming for a while, or there's there's a meal that's going to trigger it. Like, did he have Taco Bell before yeah, the game? Chili. Right. Like you, you would think as an athlete, you would know your body so well. Right. Seems like a weird move. Like even if he was feeling a little percolation in the first period, yeah. those trainers have everything. Yeah, I, it's true. But you you never know, Ed. I mean, sometimes it comes. I mean, when it when it comes, it comes fast. And denial is very very powerful. Uh, for instance, we we and we've talked about this on the show. And I don't want. I'm, we've gotten some emails that people don't like like this kind of chat. And I won't, I won't get yeah. too into it. Although although criminals uh, criminals in Nashville do enjoy. That's true. I um I recently not recently, but maybe like. Six months ago, fairly mm-hmm. recently, I was leaving. I was walking out the door to work in the morning. It's like six thirty in the morning. I'm walk. I'm right. walking out the door, and I oh, I feel like a little burn in my tummy. And I had a little coffee, but I felt I felt that heat, that that hot sort of bubbly feeling that you can feel sometimes, and you know what it is. But I thought to myself, you know what? I'm running a little bit late. You know, I don't want to rush. Yeah, I could take two steps into the powder room here at the house and relieve myself and be fine. Or I could take my chances on this 45-minute commute I have in front of me. And I took that chance, Ed. And about five minutes into it, I was doing that thing where I was pressing the accelerator with one foot while while lifting up my whole body and sort of like a reverse uh, doing a little rock yeah yeah rocking. doing like sort of a reverse plank where I was trying just tensing everything trying to hold things inside a lot of sweat starting to yeah, sweat a little bit I ended up having to do a, a fast food pullover I had to find a McDonald's and I I had to empty myself oh, well the only thing more disgusting than than what happened at McDonald's is the fact that Pretty sure you just used the word tummy. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, I had a little problem uh-huh. tummy that morning, and uh-huh. I tried to deny uh-huh. it. And maybe that's what this Ben Bishop guy did. Maybe he thought oh, I can get through the game. You know, it's all. Oh, he. But after the first one, 
Right. Well, it was the third period. You know, maybe maybe he thought he got it all out in between. Also, do the, can they, like, cut him out of those pads? Like, how, it can't be that easy oh, to yeah. get in and out yeah, of everything you're wearing. That's true. This isn't a baseball uniform. No, and he's got he's got the glove and the blocker. Like, does does an equipment guy have to clean him up after he's done? I don't. I mean, I, I uh, can't be good. But he, but I'm looking at these. Ba- I'm watching baseball right now. What's with those belts? I, I know it's been said before, but like, what's with the big belt on a baseball? Why, why uniform? do baseball players wear a belt? Yeah, come yeah. on. Well, why do fucking leather belt? What year is this? <laughs> just imagine how stupid they'd look if if they were. Wearing like the little league style, where it's just a, a big elastic band around the outside. The, the NFL doesn't wear a belt like that. That's true. A leather it's, belt. It's like, like, come on. Kind of, does the NBA need? Does the NBA need belts? Kind of part Stop of their it. pants. I don't know. The NBA. Those guys are running everywhere in the NBA, and there's not a problem with it falling down. Yeah, but the, the NBA. Come on. The NBA. They're wearing pride. like men's volleyball jerseys these days. I, I turned on a, on a game. During the season, and it was the Clippers had like uh, women's softball uniforms yes. on. What the hell is that? <laughs> Agreed, but but the the elastic waist seemed to be doing just well, fine. I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking at guys in fucking belts. Uh, back to the point, though. This Ben Bishop guy, I feel like they needed to postpone the game. Like I know guys continue to play after they get their jaws exploded with an errant puck, or once in a while they have to yeah. push an eyeball back into the socket and maybe miss a shift. But diarrhea is an actual emergency, Ed. Like if it, it is, it, it does come on fast. Give, give everybody a rain check. Tell them, hey, come back tomorrow night. I don't know. You know, there might be a Mark Anthony concert or Enrique Iglesias or something. We got to push back. But it, it's in Tampa. What do they give a shit? Yeah, exactly. They're all retired anyway. Like. Just stop the game. Everyone in the crowd would understand if, if they were like, look. Yeah. We're going to pick up this last 20 minutes tomorrow night because Ben Bishop's got diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> or they just say to everyone in the crowd, hey, remember remember when Clint Malarczyk, like lost half his blood on the yes. ice? It's going to be like that except Browns. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. Okay, Ed, what else is going on in the world of sports? The NFL squashed a planned NFL fantasy football convention in Las Vegas next month organized by Tony Romo. Le'Veon Bell, Rob Gronkowski, and others were planning to attend. Fox Sports is reporting that upon hearing about the event, league officials immediately began calling players, and in some cases players' parents, threatening they would be suspended if they showed up at the event. The players all pulled out, and now Romo is accusing the NFL of being angry for not getting a cut of the profits. What's the worst thing about this event? The type of guy who would show up at a fantasy football convention? Or the fact that everyone now has to side with Tony Romo? All All of the above, Ed. One, you know me. I never, ever side with the NFL. I'm pro labor. I'm. I hate Roger Goodell. I'm always on the player's side. But he's put. I mean, it. He pushes it so. Like the 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 NFL is the villain role. Just keeps going to a new level. Like, come on. The reason why they're the reason why he's so rich, Goodell himself, is because of fantasy. Football. Agreed. I agree on every sense. I will always, always always side against the NFL unless the end result is calling the spread of fantasy football. In which case, I'm all for it. Call their parents, call their boss, do whatever it takes. Suspend Tony Romo for the season. I don't give a (laughs) shit. 
I fucking hate fantasy football. I hate everything about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know about it. And if if the NFL is doing something, just anything, to stop me from knowing more about fantasy football, I'm fine with it. Good for them. Good for the NFL. I don't. I don't play NFL fantasy football, but I, I have lots of different, you know, I do different angles, point spread angles, different things like that. So I, I don't, I don't have a problem with all kinds of, you know, sports gambling and ways to do it. I, I don't, but conventions honoring that yeah. seemed like the worst place on earth. Now, I'm surprised you don't play fantasy football. You're very sporty, Ed. I, I do all kinds of uh, stuff, but the NFL. It's, I did. I used. To, I used to play. Do you mean you? Fantasy do you mean you gamble? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, I feel like yeah, you're. But but different. But different kinds of stuff. Like not like just calling up a bookie or, or oh booking with God. some like casino. Like I'm doing things where like you pick ten games a week and the, the winner, like, you know, over the course of a season gets money. Like, like stuff suicide like pools. Like so yeah, and I do that too. But yeah. I'm just saying I have no problem with. With trying to keep more interest in the game, like I spend enough time watching yeah. football, I might as well have a little more action on it. But I just and I used to play fantasy football, but I got tired of it because it just like it was if you had if you happen to get the right running back, Jamal Charles, the year he he does well, oh, no. and then you just kind of sat on your I mean, roster. I mean, and, now you're talking about fantasy football. No, I'm just saying, yeah. like if you if you pick Ladanian Tomlinson the year he blew oh, up. Yeah. Then you just it's won your league, and like there, there was no like point in playing. Like I just, I don't know. I, I grew tired of it. Agreed. But, I've never played because I'm a fucking but, hero. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm king of my castle, and I don't give a shit. And I don't know any of the players, and I cannot be fucking bothered at all. To, to you're you're a man who's going to have a lot to say about a two hour bachelor in about twenty minutes. Oh, spoiler alert! Because I have a I have just a little teaser here, Ed. I, something happened on The Bachelor this week, and I may have it may have turned me around on The Bachelor. I don't know what it I means. may be. I don't. I may be done with The Bachelor. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. Okay. okay. We'll discuss it more later. Uh, but yeah, fuck fantasy football. Uh, oh, okay, Ed. Have you seen what's that movie? It's called like that's this woman. It's a indie movie. It's in Spanish. This woman, like she mules cocaine. Oh, Maria, Maria, full of grace. Yes, Maria, full of grace. Very, very, very good movie. And we had that, but imagine maybe they're making a sequel because this is a Jamaican version. Ed <laughs> Regis Walker. Of course, it happened in Florida. Regis Walker <laughs> of Regis. I know it. it That's a. It, this is a lady. That's a woman's name. No, it's not a woman's name. It's a man's hey, man. name. It's an Irish name, like yours. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Hey, I man. got that Philbin name. Yeah, it's a, yes, it's a, a Jamaican woman. Yes. Re- hey, where's that Kathy Lee? Yeah. Don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Re- Regis Walker. Is that your final answer, man? <laughs> Regis Walker. That's it. It's no Johnny Depp, Ed. Regis Walker of Pembroke Pines <laughs> spent five days in a hospital passing the drug pellets. She was arrested last week oh. at Fort La- Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. Walker said she used honey to swallow something like 58 cocaine pellets. 
a, a pound and a half, an idea she learned by watching the movie The Mule on Netflix. I love how people watch something that clearly is telling them not to do something, and then they just mimic exactly what that person I've did. never seen The Mule, but I'm pretty sure they weren't saying it's a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely not. Walker, a U.S. citizen, arrived last Thursday on a plight from Montego Bayman, Jamaica, U.S. <laughs> Customs and Border Protection officials took her aside. You know, they knew something was up. Uh, She told them she had spent four days in Jamaica visiting her husband. I love when people and their spouse live in different countries. That's that's not a red flag. She was taken an x-ray. The x-ray revealed that Walker appeared to be a drug mule carrying drug pellets within her body. At the hospital, Walker told agents she swallowed the pellets at a house in Jamaica. She was re- she was moved from the hospital to the Broward Main Jail on Tuesday after excreting all 54 pellets, which tested positive for cocaine. Ed, what is worse, Ben Bishop's situation or this woman <laughs> in Jamaica? Well... I think we we did a a fantastic story, like one of our first ever shows, where there was a guy in uh, in Albuquerque who the police just continued to search his bowels for for drugs, and it's there's somebody and and these are medical examiners, so somebody had to go to medical school right. to follow around Regis, <laughs> like like a sad pet owner and just waiting for her to shit out pellets so they could examine it. Well, I'm sure they just, like that's, they just put her in a room with a bucket and then they just waited. I guess, but somebody's going to have to be the first on the scene in, in that. Mer- like, yeah, yeah. It's all out, man. <laughs> in that, yeah. Somebody had to, yeah. Somebody that's getting paid <laughs> had to put on rubber gloves and a mask, I hope, and ha and have a look through what was coming out of old Regis. Uh, also, they probably had to keep X-raying her until they found, until they knew that it was all out. I said it's all out. Give me a red stripe. <laughs> Here's another one for you, Ed. Okay. The man who once voiced the most morose, depressing character in cartoon history <laughs> went on a foul-mouthed rant in a San Diego courtroom at one point telling the judge... I hope you drop dead of a heart attack. That's a good way to curry favor with the uh, with the man deciding your fate. Peter Robbins, who once voiced Charlie Brown, yelled at the judge in a crazed courtroom clip. During his bizarre rant, the whiny, wild-haired child star screamed at a prosecutor, yelled that he was firing his defense attorney and constantly interrupted the mild-mannered judge who repeatedly replied to Robin's outbursts with a simple, thank you. When a guard tried to escort Robbins out of the courtroom, the washed-up actor cried out, he's rubbing me up, he's got a gun, run for your lives, he's got a gun, run for your lives. Robbins pleaded guilty two years ago to threatening his girlfriend and also stalking a doctor who performed a breast enhancement surgery on her. Mm. He initially got five years probation and drug treatment, but he recently got rearrested for probation violations, including cutting off his GPS bracelet and failing to complete his domestic violence courses. Ed, 
What's more surprising, that the guy who played Charlie Brown went nuts or that after 50 (laughs) years, Peanuts somehow still masquerades as entertainment? (laughs) Yeah, Charlie Brown, I mean, that is the the most slam dunk thing of all time. He was, when they did the casting call, I mean, Charlie Brown was always like a real sad, sad kid. So. I'm sure the casting call was like, let me find the kid with the saddest voice possible. So, of course, he was going to be a pathetic. <laughs> Most kids aren't sad like that. Yes. But, you know, what this reminds me of is the old phrase, you get what you pay for. And if you think about it, Charlie Brown spent a nickel on psychiatric help through his entire childhood with Lucy Van Pelt. Right. That's and true. I'm guessing her shitty advice because she was the worst character in, in human that's history. That's right. She was the worst, and she gave him shitty advice. And now he's a, just a shell of a man. That well, you know that. And what are the what are the odds with the with the plastic surgeon running off with the patient? Like, how often does that? Yeah, happen? Every, every single time. Um, like we've we've read a ton of these stories. Now. This this Chuck Schultz guy, he was really the worst. I mean, I know he's dead, and I don't know how. I guess because in the fifties or whenever he started riding that piece of shit, that, that there was literally no entertainment and everybody was still fucking. Everybody was in bomb shelters. Yeah, everybody was right? all bummed out about World War Two and the fucking Red Scare and uh, yeah, the Cuban Missile yeah. Crisis. They were just like, all right, give me something just to look at. Anything. And this guy who was a real sad sack in life. You know, this this Charlie Brown was based on himself. Like he, he was not, he didn't make up some kid. He was writing about himself and Lucy, who was just the biggest fucking bitch in the world was based on his ex-wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it all makes sense. And of course, yeah, I I imagine that this is one of those scenarios where it's like poltergeist where everyone like sort of dies a sad death or but it, but in this case, it's just like everybody's super depressed and bummed out because they all I mean, had something to do with peanuts. Think of all the comic strips. Now that now that we're talking about it, I'm just thinking like Andy Cap was this like just alcoholic, you know, abused his wife. Andy Cap. I, just, I haven't heard of Andy. I haven't heard Andy. Well, Cap's you know, Andy Cap. Andy Cap hot fries are at every gas station in America. I don't know what that is. Uh, then you have, uh, what the family circus oh, that was, n- that passing. my grandma would like hang some of those clips on her, uh, on her refrigerator. And there was never one that was funny. No, it was like, never. Oh, Billy, why did you pour all the milk down the drain? And I'm like, that was it. You're like, what, what happened? Yes, here? There's a long rant in that Til- Timothy Oliphant's character has a long rant in the movie go about how much the family circus sucks. Agreed. <laughs> But I mean, there were Blondie. Blondie was another like just like a hot chick who who wanted to do more with her life. Blondie but and Dagwood, yeah, yeah, her pathetic. Beetle Bailey was just a guy who was just got emasculated by his sergeant. What, what? They're all they're they're all terrible. What about, what about Dick Tracy? Like you're supposed to you're supposed to read five panels and then wait a fucking week and then yeah, read the, five more. Like I, I, who knew what was going on in the, in the no. story? And there were also a couple of other ones that were trying to be serious, like like some sort of surveillance or something. Yeah, like there were always yeah, a couple ones that yeah. like, and to let long story. I mean, yeah, back to Dick Tracy, like a detective story that's going to take years to play out. Yes. Okay. Garbage. Ed, the most liberal and conservative jobs in America. You want to do a little quiz? Let's do it. Okay. Um, so so somebody 
did a survey and they made an infographic and I'm going to quiz you on some of the most liberal and the most conservative jobs mm-hmm. in America. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. How about I'll start with an easy one. Sculptor. Sculptor. That is it has to be among the top 10 or so liberal. Absolutely. Jobs. Absolutely. Uh, okay. How about this one? Exterminator. I would think they'd go. Pro, that's the pro death kind of. That's right. They like to kill things. They like to kill things, and that would be a conservative kind of job. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. How about this one? And pray you never have to meet this person in real life. It's, I, I just got the shivers reading this occupation. Motel owner. Oh my goodness. Motel <clears throat> owner. Motel owner. Do motel owners skew conservative or liberal? Right. This is this is my thought process here. That their bread is buttered yes. by by liberals. because well, because liberals stay in motels? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, okay. Conservatives are more uptight bunch. They're not going to be slumming it. Uh-huh. I'm thinking that they're not going to be smart enough to know that, and they're still going to vote conservative. That's right. Motel owners, yeah. conservative. Oh, along those lines, Ed. Innkeeper. Innkeeper Similar. is the most liberal on earth, right? <laughs> but it's the same job. Well, I'm just thinking of Dick and Joanna on Newhart, yes, right? Yes. Well, yeah, all innkeepers are Innkeeper in... is, is more earthy, like Vermont, yes. Ski Lodge kind of people. Yes, seems like the same job. Okay, here's another one. Episcopal priest. Episcopal priest. I mean, free, I would think anyone off the cloth is very conservative. Liberal, liberal what? for the Episcopal priest, very liberal. How about another one? Staying in that, staying in that realm. Catholic priest. That's the most conservative one on the. That might be more conservative than banker. That's right. right. That's right. Conservative. Okay. How about this one? Pawnbroker. Pawnbroker. Interesting. I'm going to say again. This is similar to the the uh, motel owner, right? But I think pawnbrokers are going to need to be way into gun ownership. That's so I'm right. going to say conservative. That's right. They're they're that's mostly what they're buying and selling, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely right. right. Uh, okay, let's look. Hold on. There's a whole whole one, bunch of farming ones here. Uh, okay, how about a Dairy farmer, Ed. Dairy farmer. It's tricky because they're they're coming from like Wisconsin, which is a pretty red state. Yeah. But at the same time, they're a goddamn dairy farmer, and they need like farm subsidies. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say liberal. Actually, conservative, conservative dairy farmers. What's weird here, though, is they have pretty much every farming profession skews. Extremely conservative. Dairy farmer, farmer, tree farmer. Tree farmer? I know. Rancher, citrus grower, cattle feeder. 
All of those are extremely conservative. But then when you look at retired farmer, <laughs> they change. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, they wait a second. Get, where's the money? They, they want that Medicare. Uh, how about this? Dentist. Dentists make a ton, a ton of dough. Quite a bit. Conservative. Actually, yes, conservative, conservative dentists, of course. Uh, okay, one, well, let's see here. These are all too easy. Uh, oh, here's one. Coach. Coach? Like Coach, like sports coach. Oh, I would think that's, you know, a lot of guys who are very into rules. Yeah strict regimented yeah i would think conservative liberal skews liberal coaching pretty shocking and how about this i don't believe this is an actual occupation but i'll throw it we'll close it out with this professional poker player that's not a profession says it is here oh uh that's like welcome back cotter gabe kaplan right right yeah he's supposedly very good poker player poker player um I mean, I would think it's, you know, they're they're trying to protect their money. Right. I'm, I'm going conservative there. Liberal, highly liberal, professional poker player. Okay, that was a fun thing to do, the liberal and conservatives quiz. We like doing those quizzes. Those are fun. Well, good job. Was that a Washington Post one? Washington Post. They, they always have the good they're quizzes. The uh, okay. We need to get into our one of the more popular segments on the program. It's the million dollar baller battle. Yeah. Ed last week That was a that was a true conundrum last week. It was a tough one. And to, to refresh, last week's million dollar baller battle, battle was for the sum, as always, for the sum of $1 million, would you choose a year on the road with Kim Jong Un's older brother, Kim Jong Chul, following Eric Clapton around, going to Eric Clapton shows every single night? Low hopping, chasing yeah, Clapton. Night after night. With Kim Jong Chul, it's not like you could just go by yourself and just like sit in the lobby. You're you're at the show. He's dancing, oh, no. and he's going to be very interested in your take on each set. Yes. What do you think of tonight's cocaine versus last night's cocaine? You know, did you notice the solo was a little bit different? Like all, oh, like he's going to. I like the riff during Tears from Heaven. Exactly. Yeah. Versus a year of using a pedal pub. As your only means of transport, that means if you got to run out for a glass of milk, you got to pedal this table bar thing around. It really would be very, very on your way to work. You can't drive a car. You got to take the pedal pub. The only way you could get anywhere is by drive riding, pushing a pedal pub. Um, Ish has weighed in. Ed hanging with Kim Jong Chul and Eric Clapton for a year would be infinitely better than having to use. Pedal pub is your exclusive mode of transportation for a year, mostly because I would never use a pedal pub for any reason. Okay? Uh, Ed, what are your thoughts? Give us an answer. What would it be? Would it be the pedal pub or Kim Jong Chul? Hey, this, this, it would be agony for a year of either of those. 
Thomas. We've Agreed. talked about how bad it would be to just day in, day out, see the same Clapton sets. But the pedal pub. I mean, for for me personally, I live in a town where there's a lot. If I have, I don't drive that much. But when I do, I have to do a lot of parallel parking. Mm. I mean, in a pedal pub, the Very amount of difficult. horns horns you're getting, you're going to have to pedal backwards. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be a lot of, and, and, and it's just... When you see someone in a pedal pub, like you, you kind of want to see something go wrong. That's true. Like we, like we talked about, they were getting bombed with water balloons and shit, and that's kind of oh, fun. I imagine there's applause everywhere while that this was going on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it would bum you out being the, just the villain, whereas when you're hanging out with the North Korean leader's brother, not everyone's going to know you're with a villain. Yeah. They may... I'm gonna. I I hate to say this. I'm gonna take the year with Kim Jong Chun and Clapton, and then write a book called "The Worst Year of My Life," and get something out of it. Whereas, I don't know what could you write about being in the uh, pedal pub. Not much. Agreed, Ed. This I think it's two weeks in a row. I'm gonna have to side with you here. I'm taking Kim Jong Chul and Eric Clapton. Here's the thing: Kim Jong Chul is loaded up with all the cash from North Korea. Yeah, they're the people that live there are starving, but that's because the ruling family has all the money. So Kim Jong Chul, he's yeah, you're, you got to go to Eric Clapton every night. But the whole rest of the day, you're posted up at the Four Seasons. You're at the nicest hotels in whatever town you're going to. And you and could get you could get fairly monkeyed up before showing up at these shows. So, like, you could be kind of half out of it by the time you get there. Absolutely. Also, like, after a while, those Eric Clapton shows are just going to be white noise. But you know what's going to be there is a lot of horny middle-aged broads drunk on white wine. I think you're being generous if you're saying middle age at this point. That's oh. that's the problem. <laughs> you're gonna have some Randy Silver Foxes there. There's there there is there's that's debatable. I have to I have to give you that. But there's probably something you could pull out of there on at least once a week. Like there there's there at least you could do some hunting. I uh, think you're gonna have to do some daytime pickups. I think that once the Clapton show, if you haven't already Picked up a mate for the night, you're done. Good boy. And Chul can't be the best. We've already determined he's got the soft heart of a girl. Uh, I don't think he'd be the best wingman for you. Also, I'm pretty sure he wears a leather jacket and sunglasses, so that might not help your game. But I'm agreeing with you. I take Kim Jong Kim Jong Chul and touring with Eric Clapton. Okay, Ed, this week we learned about a heroic band of Pacific Northwest homeless and how they enacted their own brand of hobo justice by tipping over a porta potty when its occupant refused to cease masturbating with the door open. Unfortunately, Ed, these valiant vagabonds weren't on the scene at another latrine, LaGuardia Airport, in fact, oh, no. where the casts of both Broadway's Lion King and Aladdin showed no regard for human decency by engaging in a no-ears-barred, full-volume sing-off while waiting for a hopefully doomed flight to somewhere far away from me. Ed, the question is, for a million dollars, would you rather eat your entire Thanksgiving meal in a porta potty or in the middle of a Lion King, Aladdin cast sing-off? We will take your answers. This is another tough one. (laughs) They're both 
fair. They're, they're both very difficult the, to the, imagine. The porta potty is loaded up. It's full, and there's nowhere to sit unless you sit on the bowl. So oh, the to, smells, the smells, <laughs> the smells are horrendous. so terrible. And also, there's no lid to put down. Like whatever's happening in there is you're in it. Yeah. But then the sing off. You got people who you know, just just imagine those people like from your high school play that are just really way too into it and they're, yeah, they're singing very ex- excited to be there they're singing right at you and they're doing the dance number and you're just trying to eat your mashed potatoes and it's really loud and they're really excited you got to pick are you taking and you and it's not like you could just scarf it down you got the whole plate you got I mean, thanksgiving meal is the longest meal of the year it's a few hours you're 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 having rolls and it should be enjoyed there's absolutely this is, I mean, that's an enjoyable meal, and this is a way of just ruining that. Pumpkin pie, apple pie, all the fixings. And either way, you're going to have non-flashbacks the rest of your life from either experience. Yeah, it might be your last Thanksgiving. I mean, you get a million bucks at the end, but you can never enjoy But how could you have turkey again? No, you can't. How could you ever have turkey? No, gravy? Imagine that. I mean, the gravy's ruined, right? You, no gravy, ever. Never, never. Okay, we'll take your answers on that. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com or voicemail us on it. 949-464-TBLS. It's the million-dollar baller battle. Okay, Ed. We've done our thing. We've broken everything down. There's a lot of other stuff we need to catch up on, stuff you and I don't bring to the table. We bring the sports. We bring the comedy. We... Hey, we'll get into a little political blue state, red state discussion. But what we don't know about is the real important shit, like The Bachelor. Big turn of events on The Bachelor last night. I'm sure you watched a lot going on. I actually saw about 30 to 40 seconds. Really? Wow. Yeah. In the same room as your wife. Amazing. Uh, Okay. We'll get to all that. We bring on our own. It's time for Fancy Pop with our very own special baller lifestyle pop culture correspondent bachelor correspondent of course i'm talking about fancy sauce how you doing fancy what's up guys i'm good okay how are you all right good good to have you here before we get into your segment as has become customary we have some life coaching to get to oh this is my favorite bit wes the fat kid has reached out he needs some help life coaches i need some help I'm sitting in the DMV, goddammit, and I had to use the bathroom. We talked a little bit about this earlier. I go in to drain my bladder, and some inconsiderate asshole has pissed all over the seat. What is the proper etiquette in this situation? I don't want to have to clean someone else's urine, but I also don't want to want the next person coming in and thinking I'm the asshole who made the mess. I fucking hate people. Thanks for everything you do to make humanity better. Sign West the Fat Kid. That's a nice, nice way to close out. Absolutely. He's right, by the way. Uh, now, Kate, you being a woman, people would think that this isn't an issue that you run into. But oftentimes in the Oh, yeah. Public, no, it's way more West prevalent, restroom. I think. Because women tend to not want to sit on the seat. Because right. we, like we, we pee right. sitting down. So, right. so, yeah, so they hover above. And piss all and over less, less the aim. It's less aim. Really disgusting. Right. People are animals. Right. I'm constantly going into public restrooms and being confronted with a toilet seat covered in piss. And mm. I don't have the luxury of 
thinking like, do I want to clean this so that I don't have to, so the next person doesn't think it was me? I have to clean it. You aren't. I don't want to accidentally touch it. And I like to sit down. I like to sit on a toilet seat cover. That's right. And pee like a normal person. You aren't one of the more fortunate 49% to be born with a dong. (laughs) You have to sit down to let it go. And also, yeah. what about... I mean, but to answer fat... Hold on. What, what, fat, Wes? What about menstruation? What about it? They often make a mess with that, don't they? In there. Uh, These women. I I used to be a busboy. Yes, college sanitary well, napkins. No, they have a special I can, place I can, to put that. Yeah, and the rag box. The rag box. It's the, it's the worst place on earth. Oh my god! It's called I don't the rag go in public box. restrooms that often. Jesus. But I, yeah. I haven't. I, I have yeah. been confronted with the sanitary napkin um, box that's Oof. like hasn't been cleaned for a long time. Jesus. So it's all like Jesus. Full I didn't know this was going to go like, this direction. With stuff oh my god. like coming out of it. Oh. You know, the yes. lid's not Whoa. closed. It's Whoa. disgusting. So, Kate, what, what's your advice to West um, Atlantic? I mean, I wouldn't really be worried about what the next person, some Absolutely. random stranger thinks. Absolutely. Like, I, would, I wouldn't be cleaning up someone's mess, quite frankly, unless I had to. Absolutely. Ed, yeah, every, your thoughts? Yeah. Every man for himself when you get to that point. I, I agree it's disgusting, but, like, I mean... I'm not, I'm not cleaning somebody else's piss. I'm just never doing it. Here's the thing, and I don't know if this is just a sing- – I mean he said it's the DMV, and I don't, I don't know if this is a single stall situation. But what – here's – if you can, avoid the stall at all costs. Well, I'm guessing he, he had a code brown right. and somebody else just right. went, you go hovercraft there and get the fuck out. Yeah, that's, you- that's a problem. You do not. You do not clean up some. I mean, at the DMV. Or here's another choice no. for you do. You do not. You do not. Do it. Another yeah. choice for dudes is you can just flip that seat back up and walk out. Yeah, yeah, but he's got. He might have to sit on it. Is Ed's point? Well, if you he goes hovercraft. What about what about Ed? I've just learned about this. I I don't know if we discussed it off the air. There exist in this world men who use the stall, they use the bowl. They, ha- they sit down to urinate. No, that's not a thing. You're making <laughs> I it. I didn't think it was a thing. But I don't no, believe you guys have not, never talked about this, this either. <laughs> that's, ne- that's never happened. I There's not one guy who's A couple people this week have mentioned to me that they knew someone in their lives... <laughs> We've been given a gift, and we're going to use it. Yes. And I won't hear of anything else. I Yesterday, I was I played a little afternoon tennis with a buddy of mine, and I, I had to relieve myself. And there was, no, there was nowhere to – there was no restroom anywhere. Like if I needed to sit down, I would have been in bad shape. Luckily, I'm a man, so I just hung that thing out and loaded up a bush. Well, girls can squat and pee. Yeah, you mean to tell in me in nature that there are men. We don't have to sit on the ground to do it. Like we have men. legs that hold us up. Sit down. No, it's true. No, I've heard no, about it. It's true. No, I no. I, this is embarrassing. What? In my twenties, mm. I had a boyfriend that sat down and peed. Wow! Wow! Oh, you went. 
Shocking. I gotta say, it, you, it's you went kind lesbian of a, for a little while. It's kind of a deal breaker. Yeah, it's not. Doesn't make you look like a man. But I, I've heard of guys like it's not like a total anom- anomaly. You're, I've heard of guys that sit down to pee. I've, I, I also heard about it. I heard which is very, dis- very disturbing. Yes, very, very. Stop hey, that, guys. Reach out. Hey, hey, we'll keep it anonymous. If you're one of these guys that sits down to urinate, I'll take a pros and cons. Get at me, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Okay, Wes. Excellent, excellent question. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for reaching out. Reach out with your life coaching, just like Wes did. Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What do we need to know in Fancy Pop? Um, before we get into celeb stories, a couple things. I learned a new gay term today. Tell me. Wolf. A male, a gay male who's not a twink or a bear, somewhere in between, similar to a cub. I feel like uh, you guys well, would be wolves. I'm hairless, though. It doesn't I, say anything about I've, hair. I have minimal hair. Wolf. Yeah, but you're not completely hairless, but you're not yeah, hairy. T- I'll, t- I'll take wolf. Yes. I mean, so you guys would be, yes. in the gay world, it's, you guys are wolves. I've got, would, a, I've got a couple other gay terms for you. How about okay. a man with specific mannerisms? Uh-huh. How about rides the carousel? <laughs> How about an evening botanist? <laughs> Or you're just making these up, though. These nope. are actual terms. Or a fluent swimmer. <laughs> uh, okay. Fond of his mother. <laughs> Fond of his mother. <laughs> uh, close with his sisters. Okay. No, there's there's a website, and somebody listed all of the ways in like old timey movies the way they carefully refer oh, to someone. Oh, that's good. Like that's like, funny. Like, my, like sleeps sleeps diagonally and right, gives a careful right. handshake. Like, euphemisms to being like gay. My all time yeah. favorite comedian Paul Lind, who was a who was the gayest Con- human being yeah. in the world, confirmed. And, but he was just he was just called a confirmed bachelor. Like never was so never good. really mm-hmm. discussed that he was gay. And thoughts and prayers. I miss that guy every day. Uh, okay, Kate, what is go- what else is going on in the world of pop culture? So the Entourage movie opened to a dismal ten point four million this weekend, much less than the twenty million Warner Brothers was expecting. So this gamble didn't exactly pay off. Um, I would like to take credit for this, as <laughs> I've made clear. Entourage on this show, killer. I- Entourage was going to be ground zero for my sterilization laser. Mm. As soon as the previews ended, when you sat down, my laser was going to just swoop the room and sterilize everyone inside. And they knew all those guys and their bedazzled jeans and their Red Bull. That's why terrorists don't talk about their plans like... That's true. Publicly yeah, that's true. Beforehand. I, I screwed I have, up. I have one You're question. You're a bad terrorist. Yes. What's the question, Ed? I, I'm far enough removed from that show. Like... Did they wait too long? Like, when was the last time that show was on the air? Um, uh, it's been years. Yeah. I would say. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, maybe everybody grew up and was a little bit embarrassed that they watched that show. I think that's part of it, too. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I just feel like if you're going to do a movie associated with a show, like, have it, like, the next year or I something. I feel like that's people thought that's it was cool point. back when it was on, but since it's gone off the air, people have realized there's been a backlash because there's so much... Yes. Yes. There's been so much shit talking about it, like on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Like people know like it's not cool. It's not cool. Like to all be a the people bag. that thought Ed Hardy was cool right. now realize it's That's not. That's a great point. Do you know what I mean? That's a great point. Anyway, personally, I can't wait to see it. We're going to go this weekend, and I think we'll both be what? recapping what? it for, I, the, for the website. I might have to go hate watch it. But you know what I'll do? 
I'll buy a ticket for that Melissa McCarthy vehicle spy. And then I'll go see Entourage because I feel like that Melissa McCarthy, she can't catch a break. She really can't. She's, I rarely see her. She's rarely in anything. But she's likable, like in interviews and stuff. Where sure. yes, she deserves her success. I mean, I was, I was, I don't just, begrudge her I mean, at again. all. Real, real quick, I was listening on Stern last week. Two of the guests were uh, who's Will Smith's wife, Jada, Jada Pinkett, Jada Pinkett, yeah. Pinkett Worse and than Will Smith. Melissa McCarthy. I think they might have been on the same show. And one of them, every answer was careful and specifically tailored. And the other one just talked like a normal person. And I feel like you have to cheer for people like that, whether or not she's overexposed. Yeah, she might not be your thing. Like, her comedy is not my thing. And I can't, I I don't really find that, like, um, here's a fat person. We're going to make them, like, really ridiculous. Right. Like, she was the ridiculous character in um, Bridesmaids. Yes. And has been in other movies, I think, Hot Pursuit and yes. stuff. Well, I just... It's not my thing, that kind of humor, she, but... Um, she's very busy. I don't begrudge her. And I'm, I will success. buy a ticket to her movie, and sure. then I will sneak into Entourage. Uh, okay, what else is going on, Kate? Okay, do you guys remember last summer that big, um, they call it the fappening or celebgate, where hundreds of nude photos of celebrities were leaked? I do, I do. And I'm, a bar- I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I, I peruse those pictures. I did not. Journal- did for, not. Ed, you didn't look at any of them? For journalistic did not look purposes. I, did, I felt Brian bad did, about Brian it. Brian did some quote-unquote research. I felt bad about it but I wanted to be able to talk about it with authority on this show. I don't believe in it. I think it was a terrible thing, but I looked. So the FBI raided a Chicago home in connection to the investigation of uh, this leak. Target of the raid was one Emilio Herrera, who lives in the Southside home with his parents. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Were, um, were the computers in a basement? The FBI hasn't made any arrests, and he hasn't been named as a suspect, but they did um, confiscate a bunch of computers, floppy disks, and other... Good. Uh, Kindle Fire and other G- stuff. Good. Go so, out and get these cyber criminals. So we'll see, how, we'll see what Should happens. We, I mean, how about the people who looked at those Hey, that was an accident. Like, I didn't really... I didn't want to... Yeah, it's hard. People send you links and trick you into clicking on them. But I had a look. Yeah, I did. Yeah. There was some things I enjoyed seeing. Okay, my um, best story of the week, Kate Moss um, on a recent flight from Turkey yeah. back to the UK yes. um, was kicked off a, kicked off a flight. Um, the pilot called ahead and had the police meet her at the gate in Luton. Yeah. Um, and as she was, apparently she was denied alcohol, so she went into her um, cabin luggage, took out some vodka, and started pouring um, drinks for herself. I, um, and as she exited the flight, she called the pilot a basic bitch. That's well, pretty- I gotta say, <laughs> yes, scientists need to study this. Uh, so funny. Yeah. I love her. She, she doesn't give she, any fucks yeah. at all. She is. She. I. I still am a huge fan. And I'm, she I'm has treated that. herself like garbage yes. for decades Cocaine, now. Cocaine, cigarettes. And she still looks good. Alcohol. Yeah. Some people have good genes. They can keep partying. But she, keep well she, into I mean, their, usually she, bad genes eventually. I mean, good genes, eventually you can yes. you can destroy. I mean, look at Jan Michael Vincent. 
She's only 42, oh, though. She's, you know, she's not old. She's 40, 42 uh, after 20, a uh, quarter century of treating herself like yes. dog shit. She looks great. It's impressive. She yeah. looks fucking amazing. But we she's don't know what so she's hot. injecting and, you know, yeah. like. But she doesn't look like it. I can tell you, no, when people but, when people inject a bunch of shit in themselves, they, they you look know, start not, looking like not Joan if Rivers. You're smart and you have some taste and you have Stop. a clue. Right. She's smart. What are you, you talking about? Every you, story you hear about her is she's no, falling I mean, apart. No, I mean, is like smart about how you like how you inject take your face. Your facial injections. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, well, I love her. And so, I, what's one? How come she's not on a private jet? And B, she was traveling who, with all her. She was traveling with all. Who her gets mates. turned down for booze on a plane? Um, yeah, I don't know why she was turned down for booze. That's but, crazy. Um, and so she, she apparently was she, was she cut a little off drunk. or t- was she cut off or turned down? That's right. not made clear. Not made clear. Um, she was let off the plane. She was a little drunk. She had a disagreement with another passenger and also, on the flight. Also, I mean, who flies sober? Right, exactly. no one. No Is one that, flies sober. I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently, though, she wasn't aggressive to anyone, and she was really funny. Yeah, all the all the other passengers said that the flight attendant was the aggressor the in basic situation. wait a second are you are you so implying great. that there's somebody as a hostile flight yes. attendant it's rare somebody it's, that's bitter that they're a waitress it's, in it's, the sky with no tips and right. where they're not allowed to sit down it's rare uh-huh. that you run into one of those i do like though that she that Kate Moss was prepared and had some purse vodka ready to go just in case. Oh, yeah. Right. That's She's a, a good pro. Boy Scout right there. Yeah, absolutely. She's a pro. Absolutely. Um, paramedics rushed to Charlie Sheen's L.A. home Monday after the actress camp summoned the fire department. You're kidding. Complaining of food poisoning. But according to sources close to Sheen, the actor actually suffered chest pains following an epic party binge. Um, he's apparently been partying a bit harder than his... Body now, forty-nine-year-old body can take. Now the opposite of Kate Moss <laughs> is Charlie Sheen. Who yes, looks handsome. Like he's been fighting as yes. hard as he has. And his voice, his voice sounds like something awful happened. He, like he was eaten by an evil robot. He looks <laughs> like shit. He looks older than his dad, who's probably close to when eighty. You smoke cocaine. Yeah, it takes. That's a, a problem. Uh, his he's dying, voice is he, not good. He's dying the hair, and he's like at this. He's like really emaciated and like in all the wrong places. Like he's not. He's got like a really skinny neck, and yeah. his skull skin looks all weird. Neck. And it, it, meanwhile, his dad is Martin Sheen, who's fucking beautiful. Like he had all the gifts in the world yeah. of Marty Sheen was gorgeous. Yes, of, yeah, but, yeah, but you know, my dad had three heart attacks. <laughs> Charlie Sheen joins us now. Charlie, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm still using the term winning. <laughs> uh, he's, he's the worst. He's, like, he's, he's, he's he like a, he such a caricature he's, of of. I love though that everyone at Charlie's house is instructed not to ever call nine one one if there's a medical emergency because the information can be released. Yeah, if it's a nine one one call, so it's standard operating procedure in his house. That if there's an issue, you call the local fire station. So there's I, no. I feel like there's call. something taped next to the phone. Yeah, totally. Like, in case, Do not call nine one one. In case Charlie ODs and it's like all highlighted. Like here's the local fire department. Step number. one: get go to freezer. Get. Uh, Some adrenaline, in, yeah, indre- adrenaline injection, <laughs> stabbed directly slam in the heart. His, slam he's his got, heart. He's got the magic marker thing tattooed on his chest, so you know where to X hit him. Marks Man, I, I saw an interview with him like two weeks ago, and he did like do the winning thing. Yeah, he's so, winning. Come on, come please, winning. Yeah, please make this national nightmare blood. Over. That's that's B. Yeah, yeah, he yeah remember that winning. 
He's he's fucking porn stars and like not even the good looking ones, just no, the beat ones. Like it's sad. Ones. Okay, Kate, what else is going on? Um, let's talk Bachelorette before we go. Uh, so this week forgot. there was a huge upset um, in, on the Bachelorette in yeah. the form of Normcore Nick. Nick Vile, runner up on Andy Dorfman's season, who you may or may not remember after losing, went on national television whining like the little. After the rose, he was crying. About how if Andy wasn't in love with him, why did she make love to him? Yeah, he outed her. Essentially alluding to what we all suspect that they had sex in the fantasy suite. For sexing him in the fantasy suite. Because he's a little bitch and his ego could not take the rejection. Yes. And so then he did the rounds for like as long as anyone cared to talk to him. I expected him to maybe show up on Bachelor in Paradise, which I would have been fine with. But not on The Bachelorette. He shows up out of nowhere, obviously planted by the producers. Well, apparently he'd been flirting with um, The Bachelorette, Caitlin, online before um, the show started. And they may or may not have already met in person. She tried to make it seem like they hadn't, but I'm not buying that. I think they've met in person. And this was all obviously set up where he comes he so shows fake. up in New York City where they're filming so staged and tells her he wants a shot with her sends her into a tailspin and she agrees to let him join the cast of wannabe suitors and I, the other guys are um rightfully so not I too couldn't stoked. I am so put off by this right right very am, upset I it is such bullshit because here's the deal and Ed you can identify with this this is a game show like every night you, I, I know you like to watch Jeopardy. You record it. I do. I do love Jeopardy. And there's three contestants on Jeopardy. Imagine, and every night it's been the same fucking way on Jeopardy for 30 years. Imagine if one night you get to double Jeopardy and out of the blue, Trebek says to the camera, we have a special guest tonight. Suddenly, adds uh, Ken, Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings is back, or that one cop from Brooklyn with the thick mustache. I get there. what yes. you're saying. Like, you hold on, can't hold on. Switch up I haven't finished saying what I'm saying. And he, suddenly, they add a fourth contestant in the middle of Double Jeopardy, who's already got twenty five thousand bucks in the bank. If you were one of the other three contestants, would you not be like, "Fuck this"? I'm out of here. Fuck you, Trebek. Absolutely. Go to hell, Merv Griffin. This is fucking bullshit. The game is weighted against me, Mm -hmm. and this is fucked. So, fuck Nick Vile. F The Bachelor. Hang on, hang on. And If you're using the the game show analogy. Tell me. You, watching The Bachelor, I mean, we've been through, we've been doing this show for, what, a year and a half? And so there have been, 74 episodes. Nine cycles of The Bachelor or Bachelorette at this There's point? There's been a few. There's been a couple. And it all, for somebody who doesn't watch it, it all sounds the same. It's like you're watching a game show where they ask the same questions every single time. That's true. That's true. Hey, I'm Nothing not, changes. So hey, I, I'm I not, don't, I mean. I'm not saying I'm watching Jeopardy. I'm more watching like Card Sharks. Okay. Um, this is more. No whammies. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's press your luck. Press it's your more luck. more like. Wheel of Fortune. I'm not saying it's Pictionary with Burt Convy, win, lose, or draw, whatever. It's not a great game show, but the fact is that it is presented 
as a game. And at the beginning of the game, you have a number of contestants. You can't bring in a fucking ringer halfway through that the chick already wants to have sex with. It's bullshit. It's a bullshit game. And if I were the rest of those guys, I would walk out immediately. Fuck her. Fuck this game. Fuck The Bachelor. We'll see what happens. Fuck Nick Vile. He is about to walk into the hotel suite in New York City where they're being put up to join them and start staying with them. Also, I need to see what happens ne- I feel next like, week, but it could be the last episode. I of the feel Bachelor like I'd this is watch. definitely a gimmick by the producers. I feel like they need to pump up the ratings, so they're mixing things up and they want to cook up some drama. This could be the death of the well, Bachelorette. I don't think so. Um, I, I they have did, been going off script a bit, though, yes. for sure. I did catch 40, 30 to 40 seconds of it last night. Yes. And two observations. First, they seem to be setting up the dream date in the middle of Times Square, which, which, you know, I hate when people, you know, when a movie takes place in their city and they're like, that's not even realistic. Like in Con Air, at one point the plane's over here and then it's all the way across the city. Like, Vegas, I don't, I don't really, yeah. I don't really care when people talk about in, inefficiencies, but like New York City is still a vibrant city and anyone who says, oh, it's downhill since the 80s, like yeah, they're, they're full of shit. But that is the one area of town where it would be like the it's the most touristy part of town, like and not in a good way. Like, no. like there's like there's like a like there's a giant there's a giant red lobster there. Like there's there's oh, oh. nothing about New York City no. there. It's I just, don't, Ed. I've the worst. I've never been to New York City, but I happen to know that Guy Fieri's American Diner. <laughs> That's right. I walked by it. Is in Times Square, and yes. if you're looking to take your special lady on a night on the town, uh, you would be hard pressed to find right. Bubba, Bubba a better Grump, place. Gump Shrimp Factory a more is there. Place. I'm more into the Guy Fieri. So, um, yes, I agree, Ed. They're they're they put them up like of all the places they put them up in a hotel in fucking Times Square, probably because it was easy and, to do. It was near studios where they could get production stuff. And one other one other point. I did find the bachelor bachelorette attractive, but uh, what's with the summer teeth? <laughs> oh, I yeah. don't know. If she's totally. She I mean, does, she she, she could very eat, toothy. She, she could eat an she apple through toothy. a chain link fence. She like, she's got she's got gaps yeah. in weird places. Yeah, she's, I mean she's she's she has tiny she little up. doll shoulders and arms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean she's she's attractive. Like if you saw her on yeah. the street, you'd be like she's oh, yeah. attractive. But for somebody who's spending their life on TV, because at this point this is the second show reality show, like yeah. she's done nothing with those teeth. I mean, it's what's true. going on? She it's doesn't true. live in England. Yeah. Well, well come on, have Ed, some pride. Ed, she lives in Canada. Oh, okay. And I don't. So think then that, I take it all back. Yeah, right. I, I don't get think it. they have she's Canadian. Canadian. up there. She doesn't no, know what's going on. Uh, okay. Well, I'm. I'm, I'm just I'm, kidding. I'm, Canadian case, people. In case that's you couldn't joke. tell, so I'm, I'm sour on the Bachelor. My um my recap will be up. Tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah, look for look for Kate's Bachelor. Before I go, guys, recap. I just want to ask you before I go. Um, actress Zoe Saldana from Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. Yes, yep. You aware of her? Yes. Her. Uh, she's married to this um, Italian artist, Marco Prego. They got married in 2013. Marco Prego. He <laughs> actually took her uh, last name when pussy. they got married. What a pussy. What do you guys think of that? I don't know why what? anyone takes. You don't think that's super progressive? No, I don't. No, just that's have your own. A, that's name. a that's a huge pussy. 
Yeah, huge puss. She said she tried to talk him out of it. She uh, said, if you use my name, you're going to be emasculated by your community of artists, by your Latin right. community yeah, of men, by right. the world. She was right. And he said, uh, Zoe, I don't give a shit. She's in, um, she's, she's the one in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah. Never she's, saw it. Um, she's pretty attractive. She's very hot. She's been yeah. in a bunch of movies, though. Yeah, I like her. All right, uh, that's it for uh, this week's Fancy Pop. She Was she in your favorite movie, Avatar, Ed? There's nothing. And there, how there, many times did you go so you could wear those the cool three, 3D the glasses? Three most, the three most overrated movies of all time. And I just thought about this because we did the story about the the Princess Bride guy. Number three, Princess Bride. Very overrated. Not a good movie. Number two, Avatar. Number one, Titanic. James Cameron, if he's not making Terminator, is the worst screenwriter That's of all true. time. Or if he's not going to the bottom of the ocean to find the actual Titanic. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, I, I didn't see – I'll take your word for it because I have not seen Avatar because I'm a hero. I, I, I don't like cartoons. Rec- I had people recommend it to me. It was like, well, this is everything I hated about Dances with Wolves, which was all of it, but made everyone blue. Yeah, yeah right. Well, here's the thing. Here's something I don't get. And this is this – is, I remember this movie because my kids like it, The Polar Express. They're like – yeah, it's, everybody's like sort of human, but sort of cartoons. Yeah, and it's yeah like, my kids like it too. I, I do not like that. It's like Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks acts out all the parts, but it looks like a cartoon. And I'm like, why not just make a cartoon? Instead, it's a creepy cartoon. Yeah, just like there just are do like cartoon. angry hobos in that. It's yeah, a weird yeah, movie. Like that yeah, too. if you do it all, if you if it ends up looking like a cartoon, just make a fucking cartoon. Like exactly. I don't need the guy to act it out. I don't need it to cost five hundred million dollars. Like, just make a cartoon. Okay, that's it. Excellent job all around. Kate, thank you very much for your thank Bachelor you, thank you. at Report. We will look for your post on the website. Ed, you as well. Excellent job tonight. Uh, until next week. You both were delightful. For Ed Daly. For Fancy Sauce. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Hello, this is Discover. And we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter. And you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at Home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at Home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable law. See dealer for details.